Welcome to the Pulse Wave podcast, where we talk to the influencers that are making a difference across the military and GovTech, and we get their take on the industry. The Pulse Wave is brought to you by Metronome. We're a modern tech company that focuses on digital transformation for our government customers, and we always keep outcomes above ego. I'm Virgil Verga, your host of the Pulse Wave and chief pulser at Metronome. Today on the Pulse Wave, we've got a 20-year Air Force veteran. He's a military transition expert as a master sergeant. He was awarded the number one career counselor three years in a row at the major command level. He is the founder of the SkillBridge Network. That's a globally recognized multi-platform network uniting 61,000 transitioning military members worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming Mr. Keith Heimrich to the PulseWave podcast. Keith, thanks for coming on and how the heck are you? I'm great, man. I appreciate the shout out and it's awesome being on. Cool, man. So uh, we'll get into it. So, you know, nowadays, I don't think you can't swing a dead cat, as they say, without hitting a company that either wants to be in the SkillBridge program or wants some help implementing some type of SkillBridge program inside of their company. And I'd like to dispel some untruths about the SkillBridge program, uncover some real opportunities for SkillBridgers and companies alike. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the beginning of your career, and then we'll move forward. How's that sound? Perfect. So you started your career, Keith, as in the Air Force as an aircraft refueler in 2003. Then 17, 17 years later, as we mentioned, you won three years in a row, um, the number one career counselor at, at a major command level, right? And so when did you realize through your career how passionate you were about helping your fellow servicemen and women finding careers and transitioning out of the military or even in the yeah military. so oh sorry man i hated my first enlistment it was terrible it sucked but that's a story that's pretty common ac across the whole board right you go in you don't know what the hell to expect and then the next thing you know you're getting screamed and yelled at and uh, it's not what you thought it was you know and you're deploying and the deployments aren't what you thought they would be and um you know, in where I grew up, um, you know, drinking was a cultural norm and you can't do that whenever you come to a Air Force base and you're underage. It's it's not a thing. Right. So I got in a lot of trouble, too. A lot of trouble. Anyway, it was an E4 that helped pull my head out of my ass. Right. So and uh, he just he was just a cool dude. Right. And we spent time together. We went hunting. We went fishing. We went spear fishing. And we just did so many cool things. And uh, he was a dude that was really smart. Like this guy was from Tennessee. He could take an engine apart blindfolded and put it back together, blindfolded earplugs on, you name it. The, the dude was just a savant, um, but he was really cool. And he pulled me aside and he said, uh, dude, you gotta pull your head out of your ass. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, dude. But um, he showed me, he said, you need to start reading like AFIs, which are Air Force instructions. How do you do your job, right? And then TOs, how do you do your job again? And he said, you need to start, you need to start reading these things, right? Well, I was on like my last little thread, like one more piece of paperwork, and I was getting booted from the military. And um, so I was like, well, okay, you're right. I got to sit down. I got to do something at this point. So I sat out in the middle of what we call the distribution lounge. And I would write flashcards out of all of our AFIs and TOs and nothing was online back then. It was all these real thick books. So, and then, you know, after a month or two, you'd have all these supervisors walking by. And at first they're like, what the 
fucking go away. <laughs> what is this guy doing? You know, and then after, um, you know, a period of time, you know, I started to really, really learn what the heck POL was all about, what refueling aircraft was all about. And I already had, um, a, you know, a bunch of friends and stuff, you know, um, they would always come to my parties in the dorms. <laughs> and but as I started getting smarter and smarter, um, just because I was working really hard, I understood that that's the key. You know, that is the key to like everything. And if you have the knowledge up here and you're willing to share it with everybody freely and openly, man, that's that's what life, in my personal opinion, is, is all about. Um, but anyway, after six years, I tried to separate. I had 60 days of leave and couldn't get a job. Uh, well, I had one job offer. And I think it was like $11 an hour. So I hopped back on the, the military train. And, you know, I never looked back. And from that day forward, um, you know, I just used what Chris Powers taught me. He was the E4 and uh, just double, triple, quadruple down on that tactic, if you will, and just try to learn everything I possibly could about the military, my job first. But then as I came up through the ranks, it was kind of less about your job and more, how do you take care of people? Well, you take care of people, A, by building trust. You just be cool with people, right? And um, and they're going to have a lot of questions about personnel issues, you know, and those questions are, uh, or sorry, the answers are there, but they're all over the damn place and regulations and stuff. So same thing with the job stuff. I, I did a deep dive in that. And then I just started helping people, you know, uh, we'd be out the smoke pit, you know, I was a frequent visitor there and we'd be out smoking and, um, you know, that's where all the real conversations happen. And I'd just be helping out my folks and, Ever since then, it's just kind of morphed into a higher level uh, help others kind of way, if you will. All right. So you all right. So you just mentioned that, you know, when you have knowledge, it's essentially behooving upon you to, to share that knowledge. Right. And that's what you found. Once you were educated on the subject, you said, man, I'm going to help these other guys and girls out. Um, I follow you on LinkedIn. You know, you practice what you preach. You're constantly connecting people. You're constantly offering advice to folks for careers, also to companies on how to, you know, better recruit, better use a skill bridge program. So before I answer my question, have you always been like looking back, even before the military, have you always been something, somebody who's willing to, to help? Are you a helper of people? Yeah, man, I'll go, I'll go 10 miles out of my way to help somebody if they're cool. I love that. Even, even as a kid. Uh, if it's how it's brought up, man, small town. You know, 165 people in Argyle, Missouri, where I grew up. And then, um, you know, six, seven miles away was my uncle's farms, and he had 2,000 acres. So that's just kind of how we were brought up. You, you, you help people. Neighbors help neighbors, you know. That's right. Comes back. So the Skrillbridge program. Can you just give us a very, very quick 30,000-foot overview of the program and sort of why it was created? Right. So it's created to close the skills gap. There's a veteran underemployment issue because we serve, you know, four, six, 30, 40 years in the military. And there aren't many civilian skills that translate to our AFSC, MOS or rating, you know, nor do we get the training uh, within the military. So SkillBridge was really created to help close that skills gap. And it offers a service member up to 180 days at the very end of their contract to work at your company while they're getting paid by the DOD. So you get that person for free. But the expectation is that you'd have a good program and you take care of the military folks. If you don't, that word gets out pretty quick. 
So you're saying you to convert them to a full-time employee is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, barring their performance. So at a high level, for a company to have a good skill bridge program that's going to attract skill, good skill bridgers, like what are some general tenants that should be included in that program? So number one is a uh, resource group. You know, I think that a lot of the, some of the larger companies have a great employee resource group and, um, you know, and they have DNI initiatives. And part of that would be like your veterans groups. So have a veterans group, name the veterans group, give it a name. So that way you have a, an, the ability to market it, to, to create buzz around it, you know? And then once you do that, um, that's kind of the 30,000 foot view. Once they get into it, um, when you write the training plan for your SkillBridge internship, um, you know, I would just ask, please, 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 that you are actually using that to a T with the service member. That's how we were, tra- that's, that's all we know, our training plans, you know, step by step by step by step until we become familiar with the process. And then we kind of, you know, whatever. But um, so basically have the culture there first and then have the veterans come in with open arms. And then from there, um, you know, just have a really good solid training plan. And that's great ROI for a business too, because as soon as you get them trained up, you know, most of us are going to go 150,000 miles an hour and increase your bottom line a lot. So really it's about training. It's, it's bringing a skill bridger on, understanding the, the delta and the skill set, having a good training program. And then after those 180 days, ideally that 30% of skills that weren't necessarily there have been trained and then they can roll into that role. So you've teamed up with a company called Skillstorm. And basically as, as a transitioning individual, you can use your GI bill or your cool COOL funding that I've never heard of uh, in order to get some training and to get a job. Can you explain that opportunity and, and what it consists and why it's such a great opportunity? Yeah, first and for- foremost, Skillstorm is freaking awesome. They're not just a vet tech provider. They are a preferred vet tech provider. And um, if you don't know the yeah. difference, I would recommend. If you yeah, don't know the difference. That means. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know the difference, hop on the VA website. Don't take my word for this, right? But preferred basically means that the company has six months to help you get a job. If they don't, then they have to pay the VA back a lot of money. So they have a lot of skin in the game. Um, Also, uh, the the, uh, main dude, John, is a retired lieutenant colonel. He's awesome. All the people that I'm working with are prior military or military spouses. And I think it's a legit program because um, when it comes to cool funding, if you're not aware, cool funding is a way for us to get certifications and it's Air Force Army. I don't think the Marines and the Navy do it like that, but. Um, so while we are serving active duty, for example, we can get a PMP certification. We've already got the experience, right? Um, once you become like an E7, you know, you've got a lot of experience. So you, uh, get your PMP certification. It's paid for, uh, by, by air force or army cool funding. It's a different pot of money. It's not your GI bill. It's not tuition assistance. Um, and then whenever you are coming up to your tail end of your enlistment, Um, Then you can start thinking about, um, you know, about a year, year and a half out. When are the vet tech dates that work for me? So the point of this is that you get your cool funding and your certification and you use that knowledge that you have to make your work center better. And maybe you volunteer some of your time to get more experience while you're still serving active duty. 
and then whenever it comes time to where you're getting ready, you hit the button, you're ready to go. And now you hop into a vet tech program and the vet tech program with Skillstorm, um, obviously it goes way above that certification and they also help place you with a career and it's free. You only need a dollar. You need $1 of your GI bill benefits right now, unless something crazy changes in the future, just to future proof this video. Right. Um, but it's one, one, sorry, not $1, one day of GI bill benefits one day oh, that's amazing. uh and so basically so basically the one day is um you know you have like 36 months of a gi bill benefit let's say um all you need to have is one day of benefits so if you've never an easier way to say that is if you've never used your gi bill you're good to go for vet tech if you've Got passed it. on your gi bill to your family always keep at least one month so that way you have your one day. Got it. And I looked at uh, some of the training that they are providing and they've got from Java to DevOps to um, a lot of your low code, no code. It's pretty vast. And when I check them out, they're transitioning hundreds of people a year from their training programs, military or not, into full-time positions. It's pretty It's pretty interesting. You know, normally we do a lot of recruiting and we recruit essentially Peter and then we pay Peter with Paul. They're creating Peter and Paul and making brand new tech individuals. So it's a really, it's a really great program uh, by looking at your, your post, it got me into it and it's pretty amazing. I'm glad that, uh, that this is an opportunity for folks. So how does somebody that's interested uh, go about becoming part of the SkillBridge network, uh, either a company or a, or a transitioning military member? Yeah, so I want to be extremely transparent about this. So I charge $100 per month for unlimited posting. Um, and that also includes for me to help them with social media. That helps with, uh, I'm there every step of the way, right? So if they want to create events that are going to automatically go to our 61,000 members, I'm there to help, right? Because I know through experience that a lot of people aren't comfortable on the Facebook platform. LinkedIn, we're good to go with just like regular posts and stuff. But when it comes to video production, content creation, to target military communities, to live stream, to create events, and to actually use social media with for what it's dev- designed for, there's a bit of a knowledge gap there. And I'm there to help with that. And I charge 100 bucks a month for that, you know. Um, but aside from that, all I got to do is just go to Facebook and then go to SkillBridge Network, the military transition hub, sign up. And then um, from there, I'll have information to where they can shoot it over to my email. And then we kind of work together on Patreon from there. As a creator, I'm sure you know what Patreon is, but it's a way for creators to um, capitalize on what they've worked for. That's great. So you're not just part of the network, you're providing a service to... Uh, folks part of the network to help get the message out there. Uh, that's amazing. You know, from the SkillBridge program to SkillBridge network, and you really taking a hold of that and creating the opportunities for folks to really understand what the program is and be able to get jobs in the, on the other side is an amazing charter. And I'm sure everybody appreciates that. Um, so, you know, from me to you, thank you. And now, Keith, hopefully you're ready because we're about to enter in the most exciting couple minutes in all of podcasting. This is <laughs> the Pulse Check, where I ask you three quick questions and you respond to those questions with a song title. Keith, are you hey. ready for the Pulse Check? Uh, no, let's roll. 
So first question, Keith, how do you feel when a skill bridger converts to a full-time role? Uh, Ario Speedwagon, can't fight this feeling. Can't fight this feeling any longer. <laughs> right. Thank Quite you. a run. Question number two, what song reminds you of being on the battlefield? Five Finger Death uh, Punch, uh, Bad Company. Oh, I don't know the words to that song, or I'd sing it yeah. too. Bad company, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a remake, but the new one is is hardcore. I love it. Oh, got it. Okay, Five Finger Gut Punch is the band. Five Finger Death Punch. Death Punch, got it. Yeah, I guess that's worse than a gut punch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three, third and final question. You're an aspiring skill bridger, Keith. What song should be your anthem? journey don't stop believing shoot for the mm. stars take your shot oh, no. don't stop yeah oh, so good. when i was in when i was in high school i would go to sleep every night with journey's greatest hits on repeat over and over <laughs> keith thank you so much for being on the pulse wave again he's a 20-year air force veteran military transition expert he's the founder of skill bridge network check it out if you're a company as well as a transitioning military member keith heimerks thank you so much for being on appreciate it brother